Hi family, welcome back. Thank you for being here. Today is Freedom Friday and I wanted to talk about money management. This is something that I feel like it's super important but isn't taught in schools. It's rarely taught in the home. I mean, I wasn't taught it. And so by the time I became an adult, free to do as I please, I ended up falling into a lot of traps like debt, overspending, not understanding how to leverage my money and manage it. So that is why I wanna to talk to you about this today because I think if you can have a really good foundation of money management, it will really help you set off in the right direction and make things way easier. So I've followed a bunch of different types of approaches and the thing that really worked well for me was David Ramsey's approach. I forget what his book is, he's got a best-selling book, but if you know what it is, stick it in the comments comments below. And what I'm going to do is go over a few simple steps that you can start right now to head in the right direction or at least to understand what I went through and hopefully it just helps you better your situation if that's what you're looking for. So step one is really balance sheet. Balance your income and expenses. I know this is not an accounting class but it's really super simple. You take all your income that comes in and make sure that it can cover all your expenses. Now if you're in debt or if you owe something or you want to work towards something like saving for a house or leveraging some money for investments or business, it's super important that that income can cover your expenses and then some. So a lot of people like to say that you want to save at least 10 to 20% of your income for leveraging or savings. I personally like 50%. It's not something that I always get to do or that I'm really good at, but if I can, that is my ideal goal is that 50% of my income would cover my cost of living and all of my expenses so that the other 50% can go into savings or leveraging business and other things. If you're not in that position, this is a time where you would cancel anything extra that you might have. And believe me, there is a lot of extra. If you really write down every single penny, just do it for a month. Look through your credit card statements, your bank statements, or keep track of all of your receipts and really write down every little bit that you spend. You will realize that there is some place in some category, maybe a few, where you actually overspend or could cut back on. Some of these things are subscriptions. If you dig into your cell phone bills or some of the things that you've subscribed to, a lot of these things have extra subscriptions that they tack on as a monthly fee that you don't even realize. And it's something really simple, but my car insurance was like, oh, for three bucks a month, you can get this free rental car thing where if something happens, we'll give you a rental car for $50 a day. And I was like, um, no, thank you. I don't want to pay an extra $36 a year. Thank you very much. So it's little things like that that begin to add up. And I know at first it sounds like really silly. Oh, it's only $36. But imagine if you have only $36 here and another $36 for iCloud and another $36 a year for something else, some little phone insurance that you have on your phone, all of a sudden you're paying an extra over $100 a year for all these little $3 a month services that you never really knew about. So it's super important to write that down and at least be aware once in a while. And this is something that I recommend doing monthly, but if you don't have the time doing it two or three or four times a year is a really good practice to have. Once you have your income and your expenses all set to go, you're at a place where your income covers the expenses, you have a little extra, 
pay down your debt and don't just pay minimum payments. This is assuming you have debt. David Ramsey talks about paying down your debt from the smallest debt to the biggest debt going forward. That's totally how I started off. So if you owe your brother or your friend 20 bucks, throw 20 bucks his way, then pay down your first smallest debt. It might be like say $500 on a credit card and then continue to pay up. And this is not just credit card debt or people and things you owe. This also comes down to payments like car payments, house payments. You really wanna try as much as possible to get out of debt and be debt free. So once you're out of debt, I know I felt like freedom at last. You don't have any more credit card payments or car payments and all of a sudden your income versus expenses have like shifted this way. You have way more income than expenses and it's really easy to wanna blow through all that cash and buy a bunch of stuff. But guess what? You are still in a really precarious position because if something happens to you or you lose your job, how are you going to afford to pay your bills and buy your food and keep the electricity on. You can't unless you have a savings or what we call an emergency fund. You can start off by trying to save a thousand dollars and just have that in case you need new tires or in case you have a little extra emergency room bill that comes up. But at the end of the day, you really want to have a minimum of six months. That means that if your rent and your food and your expenses and everything costs you $5,000 to live, you want to save $30,000 of accessible cash to be able to dip into in case something happens to your income for whatever reason. Now, I like to say go as far as up to 12 months, if not more. It's always more comforting to know that you have an extra year to get your feet back up on the ground and get things started. And for me, that feels a lot more comfortable because we do run our own business and so many things can go haywire. So it all depends on where you're starting. And I know at first you're like, oh my gosh, I have to save like 20 or $30,000. It sounds really crazy, but if you pay down your debt and your income is now much higher than your expenses, just putting as much as you can away, you'll realize it only takes a year or two before you have a sizable amount of uh, stashed savings. And it's super important because it gets you prepared for the next step, which is saving for investments, business, or leveraging your money. See, it's really easy to compare ourselves to people who make like tons and tons, tens of millions of dollars. All these celebrities on these reality TV shows have these amazing homes. When I look at the value of the homes, they're like 10 to $20 million. They're driving cars that cost similarly and a lot of us work our butts off to finance or lease a car that is way out of our range of our income scheme. It's super important to get realistic in ratio with how much we make and how much we spend. These people are making like $50 million a year. Of course they can afford stuff like that and it's really easy to want stuff like that but the real secret to wealth or to success or to having the income to do what it is that you want and to leverage in the future is to really be able to decipher or distinguish what is truly important to spend on now or what can wait till later. It doesn't mean if you love cars, don't buy the car of your dreams, but it's really easy to get sucked into not being able to afford the entire lifestyle you want if you love cars and brand name clothes and a beautiful house and a sailboat and eating out at fancy foods and drinking fancy wine. All of that stuff begins to accumulate. So if you do spoil yourself, spoil yourself on maybe one thing that you really like for us, that's like cameras and computers 
computer equipment because obviously we enjoy doing our work and it also helps us with our work. So that's where I'm gonna leave us off for money management 101 at the moment. It might seem like overwhelming and crazy or like it would take a really long time, but if you really take the time to be meticulous about each step, you'll most likely come out sooner than you would later as long as you stay really consistent. Consistency is key to winning in the money game if that's something that you're interested to in or just solidifying where your disposition is. A lot of us have this YOLO kind of FOMO type thing going on, which is like, you live in the moment, don't need to think about the future, just think about the present. I don't want to miss out, so I'm just going to have fun and do it right now. But you know, once you really think about it, at least in my age, I don't want to sound old, I'm not even old, but like as a mom with kids who's looking at college funds and watching my mom and my grandparents try to retire, I realize that's not kind of the situation that I want to fall into 30 to 40 years from now. So it's something that I think can be talked about more, no matter how much taboo there is. I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's not all about money, but you know, we live in a society where money matters. Money is how we be responsible to earn it and to pay for our bills and the things that keep us alive, keep the roof over our head, keep food on our plate. And eventually, you know, if you learn to manage money really good, it becomes something that you are able to gift to others, that you are able to leverage because you have money to have more time or you have money to give people jobs or money to help those in need. So money is not a bad thing. It just depends on how you use it. And like I said in last week's video, I really think that money is not a solution to your problems. It literally magnifies what you already have. So going through these steps and learning how to manage your money now allows you to have a really good foundation to be able to manage money as it gets bigger. As they say, most lottery winners end up dead or broke within the first five years of winning their lottery money. And that's not because money is a bad thing. It's because it literally magnifies the problems they already had. If they were broke to begin with, they would necessarily be what we call broke rich people. And this is something just theoretically or philosophically that I want to share with you. Just because somebody has a nice house or a nice car doesn't mean they're rich. They can be broke at a higher level. If they don't have all this foundation in place and they lose their job, which I've seen many people do, especially in the last crash of the market in 2008, 2009, they end up going bankrupt, foreclosing all their properties, losing everything. And it's a really tough spot to be in. So it's a really important perspective to get into your mind that it is not about materialistic accumulation. It really is about net worth or the disposition that you're in to be comfortable and to continue to live your lifestyle, whether the stock market crashes, whether you lose your job, are disabled, or something cataclysmic happens. And that's the idea or the ideal to work towards. So hopefully we can work towards that together. If you guys have any questions or any more thoughts on this or any more tips on money management, stick it in the comments below. Also give this video a thumbs up if you wanna hear more about this topic. I love you guys so much. Thank you for being here and I hope you guys enjoy your weekend. Ciao. Waking up, I'm taking chances tonight. I'm opening my eyes and I'm feeling